awesome podcast. Toot toot. A while back, we did a little episode about the worst animals on the planet Earth. We called it Worst Animals. And it was, uh, it was overall a hit, wasn't it, Big Al? Uh, I mean, I, I would say it, it, it hit. It hit some people. Uh, we, di- we got quite a bit of response to it, yes. Oh, I, I see you want to focus on the negative. Okay. Yes, I did say that humans were one of the worst animals, and yes, we got some ugly letters about it, but those just backed up what I was saying about humans because they complain and write letters too much. Uh-huh. Well, now, hold on, Mr. Possum. That that kind of... You kind of just did the same thing again. See, oh, something I try to convey to you sometimes is all of our listeners are are people. All of our listeners are human beings. Yeah. So... If you do something like have an episode where you're going to talk about five of the worst animals on Earth and you include human beings as one of your five, you're going to alienate the entire audience. I'm just saying we maybe don't want to bite the hand that feeds us, Mr. Possum. I don't know why you give me a hard time but biting the hand that feeds me. I don't see too good. I just smell food and I get to chomping. And sometimes they're holding out, and you got to bite that little finger and get the little piece of crumb out of the, out from underneath their wrinkles. You got to make sure you get it all. That's why I bite the hand that feeds me. I'm trying to be thorough, clean my plate. Okay, well, that actually kind of makes sense. Uh, all right, yeah. Yeah, I know. And tonight, we are going to get back into some other worst animals on the planet. It's Worst Animals Part 2. Yep, if you enjoyed Worst Animals 1, which is... Uh, Unlikely from the response we got, you're going to love this episode, Worst Animals Part 2. I promise to leave humans out of it. Oh, wow. I mean it this time. Yeah, you actually promised me the last time that you would do that uh, as well. I probably did. And I'm doing it again. So when we come back, Mr. Possum and I will reveal our number five worst favorite animal, Part 2. Cal, let's start the list off strong. What you got? My number five worst animal, part two, is the bear. Now, this might upset some people. 
Bears are beloved animals, big, fuzzy, and lazy. Just like, well, like the two of us, Mr. Possum. And some of folklore's greatest characters, like Paddington and Winnie the Pooh, the Coca-Cola Christmas Bears, the Bear and the Revenant. Lots of great characters in folklore are bears. But it's time somebody took them down a peg. Oh, okay. And I think I might just be the bear to do it. Here's the problem with bears, Mr. Possum. They could have been dogs. They could have proved they were useful in one of three ways. Maybe even more ways. I don't know, but I've got three. Home protection, livestock management, or open to being bred small enough to sit on a rich lady's stone-cold bony lap. Hmm. Okay. So a farmer or a teddy bear? That's right. Yet they refused all three challenges, opting instead to sit on their flea-bit hineys in the mud, slurping up honey, and appearing very chill to the approaching traveler, right up until the point where they tear both your limbs off and pummel you with them. Mm. Dang. I guess what I'm saying to the bear out there is pick a lane. Are you chill or are you dangerous? Are you a friend to humans? Can you make our lives easier? I mean, the answer to that appears to be no. It appears to be a resounding no. Yeah, it's pretty simple, bears. Are you a teddy or are you a freddy? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Bears do have a classic Freudian Teddy Freddy complex. <laughs> Mr. Possum, what is your number five worst animal part two? Well, I got to take this animal to task, Big Hal, because it shares a namesake with me. I'm talking tonight about the Australian possum, also known as, you know, the cute ones. That live in Australia. Yeah. Oh, man, they're cute. Aren't they, though? Yeah. Now, to humans, cuteness is the ultimate currency. Yeah. I don't need to explain that. If you're cute, you can get away with just about anything. My whole problem is we share a name. They're called possums. We're called possums. So it sets up kind of a comparison that's not too flattering to me. Where somebody's like, oh, I'm going to set you up with my friend. Oh, who is it? It's a possum. And they're like, ooh. And they're picturing the Australian possum. And then I show up and I'm like, hi, I'm ready for my date. Let's have some spaghetti. And they're like, oh, it's an American possum. Gross. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can imagine. If you're expecting an Australian possum, it's pretty jarring to, to then see an American possum. Right. It's like I'm disappointing and all I am is just showing up ready for some spaghetti. It's not fair. It's kind of like all the Baldwin brothers. Like somebody's, some people got some opinions about who's the most handsome and stuff like that. But I mean, they almost all deserve to have different last names so that the lesser Baldwins don't disappoint people. Now, Mr. Possum, what do you think about, here, here's an idea. Since what you've described is people hearing Possum and thinking of the cute one and then being disappointed when they see you. Yep. What if we come up with a different name for what you are? Ooh. Right? This I like. And maybe we could make that name kind of sound kind of gross. Yeah. Ugly. Right. Well, I mean, I would love it to be awesome. Can we oh. make it sound awesome? Well, we don't want to make it sound too awesome because then it's an even worse problem where people are like, maybe they're expecting you to show up and do some heroism or something and be strong or be powerful. What if it's like something like just kind of like Thunder Bears? They're mm -mm. like, uh -uh. no, no, no. Claw daddies. If you do that, you're setting yourself up to disappoint people who don't even have a preconceived notion of what that 
is. How about Tooth Bader Ginsburg? How, how about Baby Tooth? Uh, I'm just trying to see, you know, because I'm toothy. Yeah, all right. Because you're toothy. Mm. So people would expect somebody toothy to show up. Right. Um, you can call me TBG. Tooth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I can tell you love it. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Tonight, Worst Animals, Part 2. Big Hal, continue, please. My number four, Worst Animal, Part 2, is the crow. Mm. Now, you may remember, Mr. Possum, that I took birds to task in general on the previous Worst Animals episode. But it's time for me to mention crows specifically. I can't believe crows are on your worst animals list. They're tight. They're smart. They're clean. Seems like all the stuff that you want to be. They're a nuisance, Mr. Possum. A nuisance. They won't leave you alone. They follow you on walks. They sit on your car and wait for you to come outside. They perch on the shoulders of people who are about to have tragic accidents. And they fly into my window every time I open it and say weird stuff like, uh, ne never, never again. I can't remember what he said exactly, but... It's something like that. Hmm. I think you might be talking about ravens. That's a different birdie. Uh, well, it's possible there's some ravens lumped in there, but uh, but most of them are crows. Hmm. Uh, and they're the same basic thing anyway. I'm talking about the crow family, you know, which is going to include a few, you know, every crow family has some teenager who decides they want to be a raven for a little while. Uh, so they're So they're basically the same thing. Well, I think that you should be a little more careful when you're placing your guff on animals. And why is that, Mr. Possum? Well, crows don't do creepy stuff. Ravens do creepy stuff. Ravens are the one that perch on your shoulder when you're about to die, and they steal sandwich meat out of your mouth. A crow would never do that. Yes, I know crows look like ravens, and it's easy to lump them together. But how would you like it if somebody sent Zach Galifianakis hate mail to your house? Because they think you look like him, just because of a beard. Well, I do get I do get a lot of Zach Galifianakis's hate mail. Well, why don't you just end the cycle of abuse then, Mr. Possum? What's your next worst animal? Well, I gotta take this electric eel to task. Did you know that there's an animal that lives in the ocean that just produces electricity like it's nothing? Uh huh. Electricity, big hell. Yeah. A natural resource that could power underwater life. They could have cars driving around. They could have lamps that never turn off. Street lights so it's not so creepy down there. All that stuff. But does the electric eel donate any of its electricity to charge them ocean batteries? No. All they do is sting folks with it. That's true. They could make everyone's lives a little bit better, but instead they just use it as a weapon. Now, you can pirate electric stuff by riding a bike. You know that. Yeah. What if they had an electric eel riding a bike down there, and you'd get double the electricity? Isn't that smart? I wouldn't call it smart, Mr. Possum. I might call that the opposite of smart, because a bicycle is designed specifically for uh, a creature with legs. Mm -hmm. And eels don't have legs. So I'm not yeah. sure how a bike would work. Uh you're probably draining the electricity of the eel, the energy of the eel, by requiring them to pedal if they could pedal. 
So I'm not sure you're getting double the electricity either. I don't know. I mean, I think in terms of, like, things to ask of someone, like, hey, could you be electric? Or, hey, could you ride this bike? I think they already did the hard one. They're already making electricity. I think they can figure out the bike stuff. You just drop it down there, and it might take a few eons, but they'll ride the bike. They'll ride the bike. Okay. And what, are you just attaching an extension cord to it and just dropping it down to the bottom of the ocean? Yeah, and I, the extension cord leads to my phone, so it never runs out of batteries. And people are like, dang, that thing's always juiced up. I'm like, yeah, I got some eels working for me riding bikes underwater. Yeah. Big Hal, what you got next? The hyena, Mr. Possum. Okay. The hyena is making it into the ranking of worst animals here tonight because some new information has come to light. Possum, I looked up hyenas the other day and I discovered that they are more closely related to cats than to dogs. Wow. And nobody's talking about this. It's not okay. We got to get this under control. Cats can't be swarming in packs and coming at you all drooly and howling and laughing and all this other stuff. Can you imagine if regular cats started doing this, started acting like hyenas? We'd be culling them from helicopters, Mr. Possum. Mm-hmm. So knock it off, hyenas, your cats. Go find something funny to sit in. Go make some biscuits. Ask somebody if you can has cheeseburger. Normal stuff for cats. Knock off all this uh, dog behavior. So you're saying when cats get too wild, they become hyenas. They need to calm down. I don't know what it is exactly, Mr. Possum. It's very, it's very unsettling to see this kind of behavior and know that they're cats. Cats are supposed to be silent and grumpy. Right. Uh, sort of quirky and all that stuff. Yes. It's a- Not outgoing and uh, loud, howly, drooly. Howly, drooly. Is that... Is that your stage name? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I forget sometimes. Yeah, I guess Howley Drooly would be like the... Would be would be like a parody of me who's really stupid. Hmm. You, but stupid. Yeah, me, but stupid. Hmm. Wow. And how would people tell you apart? Okay. All right. Come on. Mr. Possum, what is your next worst animal... Well, part two. My next worst animal is the werewolf. The wolfman. The lycanthrope. The skin changer. Part man, part wolf. Werewolf. Do I even need to explain why it's one of the worst animals on the planet, Big Al? Yeah, I think you do. That's what the that's what the show is. Oh, okay. Alright. Here's the thing about the werewolves. It's the worst part of a wolf combined with the worst part of a human being. Okay. All right, I had a feeling this is where this was headed. Now, I'm not trying to complain about humans. This is a werewolf's its own thing. It's got nothing to do with humans. It just happens to be that the worst part about a wolf is like the murderous part, the, you know, the powerful jaws and claws that'll tear you apart. Then the worst part of the humans that the werewolf takes advantage of is the ability to keep a secret. I see. Because you can't tell nobody you're the werewolf. Duplicitous like a human being. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. 
They're not going to tell anybody they're a werewolf. They just hide it like it's a disease. And then they go out when the moon is full and they do their activities. Yeah. And then they hide it and they do the laundry and they throw their bloody white shirt into the wash and put some bleach on it. And then they got away with it. If it was just a wolf, they wouldn't be able to do laundry. Right. That's true. That's a great point. Uh, Mr. Possum, I am going to remind you that you promised you weren't going to drag humans into your worst animals list again on this episode, just like you did on the last episode. And now you're talking about humans as being sort of liars and secret holders. Oh, okay. So are you saying you want to grant amnesty to werewolves just because they're half precious human? Wow. Actually, uh... Wow, you know what? You actually you actually got me there, Mr. Possum. That's a great point. Uh, what'd you say? You actually got me. That's actually a really fair point. Well, I'm going to put that in my pocket and cherish it forever. I'm going to pull it out in lonely moments and unfold it and look at that memory and touch it and say, Big Al thinks I'm smart sometimes. Well, no, I didn't say you were smart. I said I agree with you in this instance. Uh, close enough. Welcome back to Worst Animals, Part 2. Big Al, please continue, sir. My next Worst Animal, Part 2, is the worm. Really? Specifically the lowly worm, a.k.a. Richard Scarry's lowly worm. Now, you've seen this guy, right, Mr. Possum? Yeah, I've seen that worm. Uh-huh. He's a worm, but he's got eyes, and he wears a bow tie and a shirt and this sort of horrifying single-leg pant. He's got one shoe that he sticks his tail into and then stands upright on. The more mm. you think about this guy, the more unsettled you become. Like, how's he tie a bow tie? What keeps the pant up? And what's with the hat? He's got a hat on. Did he have hair at one point and now he wears a hat because he's losing his hair? Was he a worm with hair at one point? I just don't <laughs> trust this guy. I'm sorry. He's working so hard to look like a regular guy, but if you hung out with him, he'd always be like, ah, Sorry, I left my wallet at home because I don't have any pockets in my uh, single-leg pant. Can you spot me, or should I drive my big apple over there despite having no arms to steer the thing with? Ugh, I hate seeing that little apple car pull up and seeing that worm get out of the car. I'm like, oh, great, the worm's here. Yeah. I hate that little shoe because it's always falling off his worm body because he ain't got an ankle bone or anything. And he's always like, could you pick up my shoe? It fell off my foot. And you're like, you don't have a foot, and that's why it keeps falling off, and I'm tired of putting this shoe back on your worm body. Yeah, we know you don't have a foot. Mm-hmm. Tonight, Worst Animals, Part 2. Mr. Possum has got a real stinker of an animal for you. I'm going to talk about the giant squid next. Oh, wow. The giant squid, what lives in the ocean. Big Howl, it's like a monster that hides under the bed, but it's real. It's real. The bed is just the ocean. And it keeps on raining and stuff. And it keeps flooding. And the ocean keeps on rising. 
And boy, oh boy, I sit here and I get scared. Because eventually that squid's gonna spill out onto land and come to town. Okay, so you, you're worried that as the ocean levels rise, eventually we're gonna be underwater and we're gonna be prey to the giant squid. Oh, it's worse even than that, Big Al. We won't be its prey. It'll spill out onto the land. And we're going to be working for that squid. We're all going to be busying ourselves doing squid stuff. It's going to be like, oh, wet my body. Fill up the tank that I live in now. And what are you going to do? Say no? It's a giant squid. It's clearly the boss. You think the squid would, would opt to live in a tank as opposed to just freely roaming the ocean? I think so, because it wants to boss you around. You just kind of get that vibe when you see it. It's got them judgy eyes and those legs that says, you know, I can multitask, but I think I'd rather have you do it. Now, this is interesting to me, Mr. Possible. Are you under the impression that animals at aquariums and SeaWorld-type places, are, are you under the impression that they're the boss of that area and that they choose to live in there? Yeah, I mean, like, they're in there, and they're like, everybody's bringing them stuff. And everybody pays to see them. And the humans are dropping fish in there and stuff. I see. You think the humans work for, like, the orcas and the and the jellyfish and all that stuff at the aquariums? Yeah, like, SeaWorld is like, it's their world. It's a sea. Yeah, okay. This makes sense. This makes sense to me. So if you could arrange that kind of situation for yourself, like, if you could live in, like, the polar bear enclosure at the zoo, you would. You would. Oh, yeah, I'd put on a show. I put little jingle bells all over my fur. I'd come out there and do spins and dances, and and I could toss like a uh, like a beach ball, and you'd balance it on your nose. If I feel like it. Well, you'd need to do it. If we're gonna get people in, you'd need to do it. Well, let me get something straight. You work for me. I I'm the big guy in the cage, and I, when you toss me a beach ball and I bounce it on my nose. If I do it, it's because it's good. It's because it's my idea. Unfortunately, we cannot do this, Mr. Possum. We can't play this out. You know why? Why? Well, I think people would be expecting the Australian possum. They'd be like, let's go over to that possum enclosure. I hear they're really cute. And then, of course, they see you, and ugh, it's all over. Yeah. Come to the last animal Big Al's gonna list. What you got, buddy? Well, my number one worst animal, part two, is the mosquito. Hey, skeeters. I'm surprised it took us this long to talk about the mosquito, Mr. Possum. But what do you even need to say? You couldn't make a more irritating animal if you tried. They got the tiniest little head, so you know there's like a one-cell brain in there. They whine constantly. 
All summer long, they hang out in your backyard waiting to get a taste of your ankle. Trying to suck some blood out of your ankle. They're nasty creatures. Now, one time, I had a mosquito just as a little story so that I can inject myself into the issue here. Uh, I had a mosquito one time bite me dead center on my forehead. I didn't notice it. So it got a good, real good long sip, you know? (laughs) And then it swelled up real big, and that bite lasted for days. And I had a huge welt in the middle of my forehead. Dead center. Bullseye. (laughs) Yeah. That skeeter got you good, Big Al. It's a good little prank. Terrible, terrible creature. Well, that's what you get. I mean... The mosquito don't really bite you there on your the middle of your forehead unless it's trying to make a point. And what it's doing is it's calling you a nerd. You need to stay up later and party harder, and then maybe you won't get pranked. So in your mind, the mosquito is the frat brother of the animal community. Oh, yeah. You fall asleep and, and it uh, draws a crude drawing on your forehead. Totally. They're always yelling. They're, there's a ton of them. They like to chug. I think what that, that whining sound you're hearing is just mosquito for chug, 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 chug. But they're talking about blood. Yeah. Or like, woo. They're going, woo. You know, mm-hmm. like they're partying. Yeah, there's not a doubt in my mind that's what that is. Huh. You know what? I, I didn't think I could hate mosquitoes more, but uh, you've actually, you've accomplished it, Mr. Possum. Well. Bunch of little one-cell brain frat guys flying around. Even worse creature than I thought when I started talking. Well, Mr. Possum, what's your number one worst animal, part two? Well, my number one is the vampire bat, Big O. Did you know there's a vampire bat that drinks blood and flies around, but it doesn't wear a little cape and sleep in a box? Right. It's just a plain old boring bat. It looks like a mouse with a with wings. I mean, you could put a cape on it, and you could also make a little box for a vampire bat to sleep in, but... I think they lack the carpentry skills to do it themselves. I mean, it would be a start. It would be a start, you know. But, I mean, I'm talking about I, if you're going to call yourself a vampire and then you're going to say, hey, can I bite you and drink your blood? I'll say, uh, yes, if I can have eternal life and be a vampire as well. Yeah. And they're always like, okay. And then they drink the blood and they fly off, and I'm like, where's the rest of our deal? You feel like you've made some kind of... Uh, agreement or deal with the vampire bat, and they're not holding up their end of the bargain. Pretty much. I mean, it's a kind of a all-take-no-give situation, which is not a good basis for a friendship. Right. Just to use me like a drink. Yeah, you're just like, you're just a milkshake to them. I'm just a milkshake. And I bring all the bats to the yard. You like that? You like that reference? Well, I don't. I don't like the visual that comes with it. But, uh, but yeah, it's pretty good, uh, pretty, pretty funny. Toot, toot. Oh, thanks. I've never heard anybody reference that song before. So I figured I'd do it. So thanks, glad you like it. I'll do it every episode now. The Big Howl and Possum Podcast. Toot, toot.